your Bible this morning. Going into the book of Joshua, chapter number one. We're still in Joshua, chapter number one. Sermon series of this month is Transition. We've been talking about transition for the last week. It's good to be back in the in the in the pulpit and there on last week. Let's go to Joshua chapter number one. Chapter number one. Seems like we've been in the year long enough. I just thought about it last last week was just the first Sunday. I'm saying we've been in it for a while, but it, Joshua chapter number one. Our theme scripture is chapter, it's verse number nine. And we'll read this before every sermon just to remind you of where we are and what we're doing here. It's the year of transition. It says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want you to go up to verse number five. Verse number five. Well, let's start at uh, verse number three. It says, Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Verse number six. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Verse number seven, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. Verse number eight, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that it is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Verse number nine is where we're going to settle that today. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go I want to read it again have I not commanded you the people of God he's talking to Joshua he's talking to the entire nation have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. May the blessing of the Lord make it rich 
in your life. Father, we thank you. We thank you that the word is already blessed. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, it is my strength and my redeemer. Our topic in this sermon series, a charge to keep part two. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? If you were here a couple weeks ago, I gave you guys the access into the new church app. Uh, we're going to be submitting it, but I um, want you guys to learn how to start using it. If you have that on your phone, I want you to go to the church app. Uh, should be that little white cross that I had you download on your phone a couple weeks ago. I want you to go to it, open it up real quick. When you open it up, I want you to go to the tab that says notes on it. I want you to go to that tab. It should say notes on it. <clears throat> y'all got it? Y'all following me? I want to walk y'all through this app before it actually launches in the iTunes and Google store. All right? Y'all got it? It's opened up. Y'all talking back to me? When you get into the app, look for the tab that says notes. All right? When you open up notes, there's going to be four little blocks there, and you're going to see Rock Life Sermon Series Transition. Tap on it, and my notes should pop up in there. <laughs> You'll be able to follow along with Pastor, and you'll be able to keep those notes. You can email them to yourself. You can keep them there and go back if you ever want to chew on it, if you ever need something to teach, or you're ever in a series in your life, a point in your life, and you just want to review it. So just want to make sure that you guys have the opportunity to have all the tools and the resources that you need. I want to make sure that the Word of God is with you 24 hours a day. In the midnight hour, if you get in a, in a rut and you just need to pray and you just need to, you just need to review the message, it's going to be right there in your hand. All right, you ready? Let's get right into the Word. Let's get right into the Word. Do you remember what Mama told you as our, as our thesis on the day I thought? As a child growing up, we all remember the words of our mother telling us something that would promote us to do something good. Knowing that if we did, there would be a reward. In life, we must be reminded of the things that God has promised our forefathers and even to us. I want us to take a look at the life of Joshua. God reminds and encourages Joshua here in chapter number one. The several things that, that take place in this chapter. And he reminds him by making sure he understands that his promise stands just as it did with Moses. How many of you have ever felt like when you're taking over another position from another person, in some type of way you feel inadequate because you don't feel like you're going to be able to perform at the level of the person that went before you? How many of you have ever felt like that before? How many of you ever went through that in your life where you felt inadequate, natural, the natural feelings of feeling inadequate? I believe that this is why God begins to remind Joshua because Joshua was raised by Moses. He was appointed by Moses. He served Moses. 
in a great capacity. And now he's been chosen to lead and to be the next leader. And so God, I believe, understands the natural tendencies to feel that you are disqualified and to begin to feel how in the world am I going to make this happen? I ain't like Moses. But God comes and he comes to remind Joshua in these verses that we're going to go and look at today, verses 9 and 5. He, he reminds him, how many times has God taken the time to remind us of what he said? We serve a God that never forgets nor forfeits his promises. We serve a God who remembers and reminds and gives us the strength to resist the spirit of being absent of his word. In our lesson today, we want to establish and reestablish our pursuit and getting to the promise. Yet we must learn how to conquer the process of transition. Our thought for today settles on what did God say? Why is it important to the reader and the backdrop of the text. Well, before we go any further, I would like to ask a couple questions. I want to just lay this out here for you today. Some textual observations. How does one conquer the process of transition? These are things that I want you to begin to think about in your life because a lot of times people tell you just get over it. Don't worry about it. Don't deal with it. If God said it, that settles it. Believe it and go. But sometimes you got to ask the questions as you believe what God is saying. Because it's natural to feel inadequate when you're walking into another person's position that they have held for over 80 some odd years. I'm not Moses. No, you're not Moses, but I want to remind you. I want to offer some questions here. Um, and what will it take for one to succeed in the times of transition? Question number two. And then how does one reflect and capitalize in the times of transition? Number one, we can see that God speaks and tells Joshua to move on in verses 1 and 2. He tells him to move on. How does one conquer the process of transition? He tells you to move on, and he gives you the ability to move on. He, he's telling you to move on. Number two, we can see that God provides instructions and directions to Joshua. Verses 3 and 4. How? I mean, and what will it take for one to succeed in times of transition? Instructions and direction. God will provide you with the proper, with the proper instructions and directions as you begin to succeed and move in the times of transition. And number three, we can see that God reassures Joshua of his everlasting presence and commitment to be with him. How does one reflect and capitalize in the times of transition? These are three questions that you've got to really look at. He tells Joshua to move on. He gives Joshua directions and guidance on how to move on. And then he assures him, Mother Pal and, and Mother Janice, that he's going to be with you wherever you go. 
So now he's setting Joshua up not to succeed financially, not to succeed in material gain, but he's setting him up to succeed in having a godly conscience. My God, that God is going to be with him wherever he goes, wherever you go. He didn't say wherever they, he said wherever you go. Because he has to establish the confidence of the leader before he can establish the connection with the people. Did you hear that? God always establishes confidence with the person that he has assigned to lead you before he gives you the connection with the people. A leader with no assured confidence has an abandoned connection with those that he's leading. Man, I'm preaching so good today. Man, I feel the grace of God on my life. I thank my wife for giving me two months to rest. This is powerful. Did y'all hear that? A leader that lacks confidence has an abandoned connection with those that he's leading, he or she is leading. So whenever you're in a place of leading, make sure before you gain connection with the people that you're leading that you get the confidence of God in your leadership. Leaders have to be confident in knowing that God is with them. The thematical application here is, now that we have set the course and the importance of what God has said, because this is what he said. He said, move on. He said, you're going to go to this place, and this is how you're going to get there. And then he assures him that no man will ever be able to stand before you all the days of your life. This is what he said. So how do we carry out his word, Pastor? In a way that it reflects everything that he said. You can hear the word, but then how do we carry it out? How do we carry out these principles? How do we apply God's word? in times of transition. Y'all ready? Here we go. Number one, remain in a place where you are strong and courageous. Verse number nine. Did you hear it? He's already established the voice of the leader. He's already established his grace and his favor in your life. But as you remain strong, you got to understand this, knowing that no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Verse number five, he's answering himself. Because if, if you're reading verse number nine, you got to go back to verse number five to get the answer. Why do I need to be strong and courageous? Because no man will be able to stand before you. Well, what do you mean no, no man will be able to stand? No man will be able to stand before you and give you another word that doesn't sound like me. No man will be able to stand before you and cause you to go to the right or to the left. No man will be able to stand before you and deny you promise. My God, no man will be able to stand before you and tell you that I am not the Lord your God. Nobody will ever be able to stand before you and tell you that I I'm not, I've not been good to you. I've not been kind to you. I'm not your healer. I'm not your provider. I'm not your savior. No man will ever be able to stand before you all the days of your life. 
<laughs> he, he didn't say just one time. All the days of your life when you come up against the enemy, he'll not be able to stand before my word. He'll not be able to stand before my presence. He'll be denied entry because I am the Lord your God. I've already told you that whatever you do, I'm going to be right there. I've already told you that wherever you go, I'm going to be right there. I've already told you that if you don't turn to the left or to the right, it'll cause you to prosper and succeed in having a healthy God relationship. Now, as you read this, I want you to be careful when you see that word succeed and prosper. It's not talking about money. It's not talking about material things. He says to Joshua, you're going to be the leader that is going to reflect a God-type life to the people that you're leading. The people that you're leading are going to know that you know that God is your God. They're going to see the reflection of my word living in your life. That before you, the enemy will never be able to stand before you and cause you to doubt God. Your situation will never be able to come up in your mind and cause you to turn against God and cause you to turn to the left nor to, or to the right. The, the, that before, no situation will be able to conquer you all the days of your life because you've already been settled in my word. You've already been activated in promise. You've already been given a guarantee that I'm going to be with you. Yeah. So number one, you remain in a place where you are strong and courageous knowing that no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Number two, after you remain in a place of being strong and courageous, number two, you've got to be able to resist the point of fear to tremble or be dismayed. Ah. Verse number nine, the B clause. You see, you got to be able to resist the point of fear. He says, don't tremble or be dismayed in the B clause of verse 9. Look at it. Look at it in your Bible. Look at it. He, he says, don't tremble or be dismayed. John 14 says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe. Stop right there. Believe. No man will be able to stand before you, but then I need you to resist the points of fear that will cause you to tremble and to be dismayed, tremble to where you're so shook up that you can't remember who God is. To where you're so dismayed, that word dismayed to me, it means to, it means to be knocked out flat on your back. You never want to be on your back. It's better that you fall on your face so that you can push yourself back up. Did you hear me? Because when you're on your back, that means that somebody's on top of you beating you. That means that somebody's got their foot on you. That means that you don't have the power to pick yourself up. He says, don't get to a point where you're so shook and where you're so knocked out that you're not conscious enough to fight back with the word of God. As, as Pastor Cheney said, we've got to be able to fight back with the word of God. You've got to fight with your faith. You've got to fight with intentionality. You've got to fight in faith. Knowing, knowing, knowing that just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. 
the B clause in verse number five. He tells you that no man will be able to stand before you, but then he comes back and he settles your spirit. And he says, just like I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you the the same way that I was with Moses. So I want to erase the inadequate feelings that I was with Moses and I ain't going to be with you. No, 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 no. I need you to understand, baby, that just because Moses is dead don't mean that I'm getting ready to take away my presence. I'm going to be with you just like I was with Moses. The same way I talked to Moses, I'm going to talk to you. The same way Moses heard me, you're going to hear me the same way. Way I led Moses the same favor that I had on Moses. Like, I'm gonna give you the same favor. I just may use you in a different way. Don't get it twisted now. Moses and Joshua are two different people, but here it is the presence never changes. Huh? See, that's the problem. A lot of times when we when we when we go into leadership, we leadership changes with character, but presence should never change. Ooh. Did did y'all hear it? A lot of times leaders come in and they change everything. They rip out the presence. When you're changing and you're becoming a leader in a new position, whatever you do, don't change the presence of God. Keep the presence of God. Now your systems and your methods may be a little different, but don't abandon the presence. Don't feel like you're by yourself. You got to remain strong and courageous knowing that no man will be able to stand before you. Number two, you've got to be able to resist the points of fear that cause you, that can cause you to tremble or be dismayed. Knowing that just as God has been with Mama Janice all the days of her life, as he's been with Grandmama, been with Granddaddy, Auntie, Uncle, He's going to be with you. He's going to be with you. He's not going to abandon you. Number three, remember that in all you do, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Remain, resist, and remember. <laughs> Can I say it again? You've got to remain. You've got to resist. And then you've got to remember. Remembering is the most important thing. If you fail at resisting, if you fail at remaining, don't fail in remembering. Because when you remember, it'll cause you to become strong again. When you remember, it'll cause you to resist again. But don't fail at remembering who I am. Whatever you do, Rock Churchill, whatever you do, Joya, whatever you do, whatever you do, daughters, whatever you do, son, whatever you do, don't fail at remembering me. Don't, Don't forget about me because my word says, knowing that I will not fail or forsake you. Whatever you do in the moment of transition in your life, whatever you do, it might seem difficult. It might be hard. It might be a little rough. But whatever you do, 
don't stop remembering. You might not be strong every day. You might not be able to resist those times where you are shook and where you're, where you're trembling, where you're knocked out, but don't forget to remember. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing you need to say, Lord, cause me to remember that you're going to be standing with me, that you're not going to leave me, that you're going to be with me all the days of my life. I'm going to remember the blessing of the Lord making rich. I'm going to remember no weapon formed against me. I'm going to remember that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm going to remember that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to remember, let not your heart be troubled. I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember. If I can't remember for me, I remember for what you did for mama. I remember what you did for Jacob, for what you did for Abraham, for what you did for Isaac, for what you did for Moses. I want to remember. Uh, come on, lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. Somebody say, I got to remain strong. Come on, somebody need to say, I need to resist. And I need to remember. Come on, say it again. Come on, say, I need to remain strong and courageous. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Build your strength up right now. Come on, get on your feet right now. Come on, get on your feet. And I just want you to begin to worship the Lord right now. Come on, come on, right there, right there. Come on, I'm going to resist those points of fear in my life that cause me to be so discombobulated that I can't even remember a Bible verse that I can't even remember to just lift my hands, that I can't even remember to just say, thank you, Jesus. Father, 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 be with me, O oh God, just like you were with Moses, just like you were with Joshua. You will be with the Rock Church. You'll be with my family. You'll be with our ministry. You'll be with us, O oh God, our provider, oh, our keeper, our way maker, our promise keeper, our healer, miracle worker. Well, he's going to be with your son. If you don't know what else to do and you can't remember nothing else I preached today, son, just remember that he woke you up this morning. Just remember that he gave you life. Just remember that he brought you from a mighty long way. Just remember that you don't look like you looked yesterday. Just remember how God kept you. If you can't remember nothing else, just remember that he's God. Just remember, always remember. Always remember, always remember, always remember. I need somebody to say, always remember, always remember. Oh, come on, come on now. When that moment comes in your life and you get a little fearful, come on, I resist the enemy on every hand. You've not given me the spirit of fear. See, that's what resisting, and that's what we're talking about, the spirit of fear, not the natural fear, because there's a natural fear that we all have, just that natural fear. But then there's a spirit of fear that causes your natural fear to become a slave to a spirit that causes you to not live out the promises of God. I, I was reading and I was studying, studying. And, and I've been preaching, Sister Byrne, that they walked around the wilderness for 40 years. I'm sitting there studying this week, and I looked at it, and I'm like, wait a minute. They, they not only tried to enter one time, they tried to enter twice. The first time, they denied themselves the promise. And they walked around the wilderness for 40 years. 
It took them 40 days to go and spy out the land, but because they were rebellious, God punished them. So for every day, he made it a year, 40 years. 40 days became 40 years. And after the 40 years, they tried to re-enter again and were denied. And they walked around another 38 years. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. I ain't going to walk around twice. I need you to say it. I ain't getting ready to walk around this mountain twice. I ain't getting ready to be stupid twice. I, I ain't getting ready to deny the same God two times. I want that same grace. I deny that same grace. I want the grace that allows me to do it right the first time. I want the grace that will cause me to do it right the first time I hear it. This is the whole key to Joshua in these verses 1 through 9 as we live it out. When he says, I want you to succeed, he wasn't talking about money and land. He was talking about how, that, that you're going to succeed in your relationship with me. That you're going to succeed in obedience with me. That your obedience is going to prosper you. And because you're prospering in obedience, wherever you go, I'm going to be with you. Y'all need to catch that. Whatever your hands touch, wherever the soles of your feet tread, it belongs to you. My God. But your relationship, this is the conditional. This was all upon the condition of Joshua having a firm understanding of who God was going to be to him in his life and to his generation. Who's God going to be to you in your generation? He says, I am going to be with you wherever you go. No man will ever be able to stand before you. And here it is. I will never fail you, nor forsake you. If you don't remember nothing else, God said he'll never fail me, nor forsake me. He might not show up when I need him to, but that don't mean he failed me. He might not give it to me the way that I thought he was going to give it to me, but, but that, don't mean he go, that, don't, that don't mean that he failed me. That, that, that don't mean that God is failing me. It just simply means that he's taking me through the process. But he said he's never going to forsake me. means that he's going to look at you and just leave you by yourself. No, 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 no. You might feel like you're by yourself. That's when you need to know that you're not alone. Come on, look at somebody and say, when you, when you feel like you're by yourself, that's when you need to feel you're not alone. Because when you're feeling by yourself, that's, that's the enemy of your flesh. Because the Word says that I've never forsake you, nor have I seen my seed begging bread. You'll never have to beg. You'll never have to be desperate. All you got to do is be in the right position. All you got to do is have a firm foundation in the word of the Lord. Obey my commands so that you will not turn to the left nor to the right. And as long as you stay the course, you will prosper and you will succeed in 
everything that you put your hands to do. So, Father, as we lift our hands, we bless you today. We honor you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this place. Father, as we transition, not just as a church, but as people and our families, Father, we pray now that this message will go to the 800-some thousand people that have been abandoned by a system. Father, right now, raise up churches. Raise up churches. Cause churches to outgive like they've never given before. To raise special offerings, to pay mortgages, car notes, student loans, college tuition, buy medication, gas. Father calls the community of believers. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you now and we bless you and we honor you. 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 Forgive us for not remaining strong. Forgive us for not resisting those points of fear in our life that have caused us to be so shaken and dismayed that we weren't able to recognize that you were God in our life. Forgive us for not remembering. But be the reminder. That's why we sang that song today. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. So, Father, we bless you now.